Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. And this week we're continuing our series from the book of James titled The Practical Expression of Our Faith in Daily Living. We need to be able to express our faith every day. And today we're going to talk about when faith is alive. The text we're concentrating on is James 2, 14 through to 17. It talks about faith and works. Let's read it together. Verse 14 says, What is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No. A mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. If a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to them, Go in peace with my blessing, keep warm and feed yourselves, but he does not give them the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So too, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead, it's inoperative and it's ineffective. And the, the whole passage we're going to work through is actually James 2, 14 through to 26. So let, let's go on to verse 18 from there. So we're talking about faith and works still. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works, if you can. And I will show you my faith by my works, that is by what I do. Verse 19 you believe that God is one? You do well to believe that? The demons also believe that, and shudder and bristle in awe-filled terror. They have seen his wrath. But you are willing to recognize, but are you, sorry, willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless? Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience which expressed his faith? when he offered Isaac his son on the altar as a sacrifice to God. You see that his faith was working together with his works, and as a result of that works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. Verse 23, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and his faith was credited to him by God as righteousness and as conformity to his will. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man, a believer, is justified by works and not by faith alone. That is, by acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. Verse 25, In the same way was Rahab the prostitute not justified by works too, when she received the Hebrew spies as a guest and protected them and then sent them away to escape by a different route. Verse 26, For just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. Pretty big warning there for us, isn't there? Faith is like calories. You can see them, or sorry, you can't see them, but you can see the results. Tonight we study a section of James's letter that is probably the most misunderstood passage of the entire letter. Some see this passage as a contradiction of Paul's teaching concerning the way of salvation, but when the teaching of both Paul and James are understood properly, there is no conflict. 
three things must be kept in mind when we study these verses. First one is the situations presented by James were entirely different to those presented by Paul. Paul had in mind those who denied the doctrine of salvation by grace through faith and insisted on ceremonial works, whereas James was saying that true faith expresses itself in deeds. Paul was talking about the way of salvation and James is talking about the life of a person after they've been saved. Secondly, while Paul and James used many of the same words, they put different meanings to them. By works, Paul meant works of the Jewish law, the ceremonies and the rituals. And for James, work were works of love, proof that faith was alive and real. And thirdly, James' intention was not to contrast two opposing methods of salvation. His intention was to show two kinds of faith, one genuine and the other false, one alive and the other one dead. James said what true produces, what true faith produces. He told us this. Let's have a look at it. He tried to show things, or that things such as mental agreement, or, or saying that we accept Christ, don't mean much unless they're proved by the fruits of the faith at work. Almost with an air of disgust, James said in essence, what good is faith without works? Does it help anyone? Note that James did not write, if a man has faith, but if a man says he has faith, if you say you have faith, prove it. And note the statement in verse 14, can faith save him? It may be better understood as, can that faith save you? The reference is to that false, fruitless faith that James had just described. And James's theme is that true faith is alive. This is another difficult area of the, of the epistle. James seems to have been dramatizing here as he often did in this letter. He felt so certain of what he was saying about faith and works that he saw an imagery of a man rising in support of what he'd been saying. This man turned to the one in the assembly who had made a profession of faith and did not prove it by works. This may have been the man that James described in the preceding illustration who had seen said to the cold and hungry, in verse 2.16, go in peace with my blessing, keep warm and feed yourselves. But he does not give them the necessities that they required. What good does that do? With righteous indignation, the first man bursts out, you hypocrite. Of what use are your long prayers? And what use is your profession of faith since you just had the opportunity to practice it and you failed to do so? What's the principle here? Faith is something that dwells in the deepest recesses of our heart and only God can see it. Others can only see the outward appearance. But if there is a deep faith in the heart, it cannot but manifest itself in outward expression. Faith and works are the two feet with which we walk with Christ. One without the other produces a spiritual cripple. And James shows a bit of sanctified wit. In verse 19, in spite of the fact that demons are afraid of God, they do not obey him. Fear can never inspire obedience that pleases God. Much so-called religion today is prompted by slavish fear. If we try to obey and serve God, 
Out of this kind of fear, our obedience and service will never be accepted. James said that true faith produces obedience. James is not teaching that Abraham's justification or acquittal before God depended on his works, to the exclusion of his faith. He was not even saying that his justification depended on works in addition to his faith. He was saying that once one's justification before God is simply by faith, but it is the kind of faith that moves the heart and regulates the life. It is a faith that does not lie dormant but manifests itself in active obedience. And for his second illustration, James chose Rahab, who was far removed from Abraham, as far as night is from day. James insisted that her experience with God teaches the same lesson as that taught by Abraham's experience. Just as the body without the life-giving spirit is dead, so too is faith, which is a mere shell of profession, if it is void of fruit. As we finish up now, the kind of fruitless faith that brings no glory to God and yields no benefit to the person who has it. Don't be that person. What James was saying is that the union between faith and works is at as close as the union between body and soul. And I really want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow him to. You're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we're going to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.